So what now for the Big 12? I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. It's great to be here with you in another week, another loaded week for the Big 12 Conference. And as we get it rolling here on another busy week, please don't forget, guys, leave us a rating and a review. We've got uh, free Heartland College Sports koozies that we have waiting for you. I've got a brand new batch waiting for you. And all you have to do is leave a rating and a review on the podcast. And guess what? We've got a free koozie coming your way. Send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com. And we'll get the koozie in the mail for you guys. Thanks so much. But there is some bad news for the Big 12 Conference. I believe the college football playoff door is shut. And I don't say that with any type of joy. I'm not happy about that. But it's a reality based on where I see this conference right now and what I see the polling looking like and the weird nature that is 2020. So right now you've got a situation here that, let's be honest, you know, you have Alabama and Ohio State, right? They're going to get in. They're going to get in. Barring something unforeseen, the SEC is going to have a team in there, might have two. Uh, We know how the college football playoff committee loves to do that. And then you've got Ohio State. uh, You know, they are so much better than anybody else in the Big Ten. It's not even close. The toughest game they've got left, I guess, is Indiana. Like Ohio State, one, two, three, four, five. They've got six games left. The only two ranked teams they have, Indiana and Michigan. And I don't think Michigan's going to be ranked too much longer. They are head and shoulders above anybody else in the Big Ten. By the way, Big Ten games are getting canceled all over the place. So who knows how many games they actually play. But they're not playing double-digit games in the Big Ten. So Ohio State, who is significantly more talented than anybody else in the conference, is is likely to get in. The SEC champ, and it looks like it's Alabama, just based on uh, talent level, is going to find itself in a college football playoff. Uh, Look at what they've got left. At LSU, Kentucky, Auburn, and Arkansas. Who are they losing to on that schedule? LSU is having a bad year. Auburn's barely in the top 25. All right? Uh, So unless they end up meeting Georgia again in the SEC title game, who they've already beaten by 17 points, and then maybe Georgia wins, they still might put both teams in, knowing this uh, committee and how they've operated in the past, right? And then, of course, Clemson. Now, they're playing Notre Dame this weekend. So Notre Dame, who is in the ACC this year, don't forget that. Notre Dame is in the ACC this year. They could end up playing in the ACC title game, and then you'll have the winner of that one get in. So it's all about who can get that fourth spot. And I hate to say this because I believe the Big 12 has the depth this year that it's not getting credit for. But unless Oklahoma State somehow runs the table, And that would probably mean beating Oklahoma twice, which we know the issues Mike Gundy has with the Oklahoma Sooners. And the fact that Oklahoma, by the way, is getting healthier and getting better. I I just don't know where that comes from. A two-loss Oklahoma team, barring some type of calamity at the top of the standings or the top of the rankings, even though Oklahoma may end up the year as the best team in the Big 12 because the fact that the young guys are getting better, Uh, They're bringing back the Stevensons of the world, the Ronnie Perkins of the world. That's a good thing for this team. 
I believe the playoff would have a tough time. The committee would have a tough time putting in a two-loss Big 12 team. And do not forget, by the way, it is the Pac-12 that is getting started this weekend. And what do you do with a joke of a Pac-12 schedule? They're playing, what, six games? Pac-12 is playing six six conference games. It's a total joke. And then they're going to play a a Pac-12 championship game. What are you going to do? Put a 7-0 Pac-12 team in over, uh, say, a two-loss Oklahoma Big 12 champ? They might. Especially if it's USC. Pac-12's been on the short end of the college football playoff. If it's USC undefeated or a two-loss Oklahoma, they'll put in USC. They will. They'll put in USC. I promise you they'll do it. I don't think they should. I don't think it's right. But if there's one thing we've learned from this college football playoff committee, it's that there's no rhyme or reason for anything at all that they do. And do not forget, by the way, about the AAC. You've got Cincinnati right now, sixth in the country, sitting at 5-0 with five very winnable games down the stretch. Houston, uh, Eastern Carolina, UCF, Temple, and Tulsa. They're number six in the country. If they run the table and then win a conference championship game, would Cincinnati get in over a two-loss Oklahoma? I don't think they should once again. But this committee has not made sense for a very, very long time. And you've still got BYU sitting out there at 7-0. and So there's just there's too much right now that has to happen for the Big 12 to make a college football playoff. And that, that pains me to say it, right? But Oklahoma State losing that game to Texas over the weekend uh, was possibly the end of the run for the Big 12. Now, had Oklahoma State maybe lost a close game to, let's say, Oklahoma, and then they go beat Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game, when Oklahoma, let's say, is top 10, top 15 in the country with two losses, different story, different ball game, different conversation. But Texas just still isn't that good. I know they won the game. But if you watched that game on Saturday, did you come away thinking that Texas was the better team? I didn't. The fact is, Oklahoma State had four turnovers. Three of them were inside their own 30-yard line, and Texas turned those into points. That's what happened on Saturday. And Spencer Sanders made some critical mistakes and some critical errors, and that included the four turnovers. And that's why they lost the game. But I didn't watch Saturday and think that Oklahoma State was the lesser team. I thought they were the better team. But you know what? They made too many mistakes, and kudos to Texas for cashing in on those mistakes. They haven't done that in a while, but they did it on Saturday. And on top of that, the problem for the Big 12 right now, they're not getting a lot of love nationally. They're not getting a lot of attention, and there's no non-conference to point to. There's one non-conference weekend, and we know it didn't go well for this conference. You had K-State losing to Arkansas State. You had you know, Iowa State losing. We know we've gone through it all before. Uh, so it's unfortunate, it's frustrating, but I, I I just don't see how, barring something unforeseen in the rest of the uh, Power Five and college football for that matter, that this conference is going to find it way, its way into a college football playoff. Now it's still, if you're just looking at the standings and you're looking at the chaos that is going to be the Big 12, it still is going to be a hell of a year. Uh, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. This race down the finish, you've got, six fan bases in this conference that can make a legitimate case that they can play for a big 12 championship at Jerry world in Arlington this year. What other conference right now has 60% of its teams who can be like, yeah, we can play for a conference title this year at this point in the season. Don't tell me the PAC 12, just because they haven't played yet. 
Nobody else can do that. But you've got Iowa State and Kansas State tied for first place in the Big 12 at 4-1. and one. Oklahoma State's 3-1. and one. OU and Texas are 3-2. and two. And then West Virginia's sitting there also at 3-2 and two and probably wishes it was 4-1 and one had they just beat Texas Tech a couple of weeks ago, which they should have won that game. But once again, story for another day. Anyway, you've got 60% of this conference thinking today, going into this weekend, that it can play for a Big 12 title. Now, that will look different after this weekend because the loser of Texas-West Virginia is likely out of the Big 12 race. But you are at the halfway mark. You're past the halfway mark, technically, of the conference schedule. And more than half of your teams can justify making a Big 12 championship game appearance. That's awesome. It's a fun year. And let's be honest, it's a weird year. So if there's ever a year when you're like, hey, we're not in the college football playoff running right now, but we've got a heck of a race to the finish line for a Big 12 championship game appearance, uh, why not have it be this year? You know, I'm trying to look at this from an optimistic perspective and say, why the heck not? So I'm finding a reason to do it this year right now. Four teams are ranked still. You got OU, Texas, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, all ranked in the Big 12 between 14 and 22 in the AP poll. And frankly, that's that's what this conference is right now. It is a very stout and a very deep top half or so. There is a drop-off in the bottom three with Baylor, Texas Tech, and Kansas. Well, there's it's really a drop-off to Baylor and Texas Tech, and then a really big drop-off to Kansas. But still, this is a, a heck of a year for this conference. And they're laying the foundation, by the way, for what could be an even more exciting year in 2021 when you're going to have more depth, there's going to be quarterbacks that are a year older, and still you've got teams that play different styles on offense, on defense. It's not just, hey, everyone's playing the air raid. we got a bunch of uh, Mike Leach disciples here. That's not what this is. I've been saying it all season, and I just I, I wish that national media would start paying more attention to it. Before the year started, I had a, a Bedlam rematch in the Big 12 title game, Oklahoma-Oklahoma State. I'm standing by it and I will continue to stand by it. But fan bases for Iowa State should feel very good about their chances. Kansas State, maybe the shine has worn off a little bit after they got exposed at West Virginia last week. Um, Texas, I still think, is a long shot at this point. But West Virginia fans have got to say, hey, if our passing game clicks like it did last week with Jared Dagey, and we still have a top-five defense in the country, which they do, then why not Neil Brown? Why not them being a party crasher in this whole thing? And that's what's going to make this next month so much fun. So much fun for this Big 12 conference and so much fun to follow. I'm Pete Mundo. Heartland College Sports Weekly is the show. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is the site. It's great to be here with you. Another huge and very busy week across this conference. Um, Coming up, The power rankings are all over the place. We do them each and every week for you in the Big 12. We'll dive into our power rankings. Quick thoughts on each team as well. It's coming up next, heartlandcollegesports.com. Now, we are moments away from our power rankings, but we are also moments away from another great loaded week of Big 12 football. And that's where our friends at mybookie.com get in the mix. All right. They are great partners of heartlandcollegesports.com. They have been for several years. And there's a reason that this partnership is so important to us. They take care of us and we take care of them. Because guess what they'll do for you right now? You go to mybookie.com 
and you want to put in some money, gamble on the games this weekend, make a wager or two, not just on college, but the NFL, mybookie.com will give you a free 100% sign-up bonus with the promo code BIG12. That's BIG12 for a 100% sign-up bonus, which you can't beat. That means you basically double your money on your deposit, and then you've got free play money to gamble on any game that you want and bet on any game that you want. I mean, that is as good as it gets. Uh, you know, whatever Big 12 game you want to look into, they'll take care of you, and you just get free play right out of the gates. You don't have to unlock the money. You just get it. MyBookie.com, promo code BIG12. That's big one, too, for your 100% sign-up bonus. Well, let's dive into our Big 12 Power Rankings as we go into week nine of the football season. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. And let's get right to it at the top of the Big 12 Power Rankings for the first time in several weeks. The Oklahoma Sooners climbing their way back to the top of the power rankings, and I'll just put it this way. It wouldn't shock me if OU spends a good amount of time, good amount of time in that um, that top spot because Oklahoma is getting better every single week. You are seeing that play out in real time. Ramondre Stevenson is back. Uh, Ronnie Perkins, as we've talked about, is back. Spencer Rattler's getting better. So we talked about OU here previously, but I'll tell you right now, uh, this is a team that I expected if you wanted to beat them, you would want to get it done early, early, early in the season. And now down the home stretch, I would not want to be playing the Oklahoma Sooners. They're not as good as they were last year or some of the previous seasons, but still they're getting better every single week. At number two, I've got the Texas Longhorns. So Texas has now suddenly won two straight games. You give them credit for that. Uh, overtime victory didn't look like the better team like they talked about earlier but still they deserve to be in that number two spot I I can't take it away from them I can't take it away from them right now based on what they've done the past couple of weeks beat Baylor who yeah I get it wasn't very good isn't very good but then going on the road to the number six team in the country and getting a win in overtime winning the turnover battle for nothing I've got to give them the respect and put them in the two spot and remember how I do these rankings because I believe this makes it more fun. I do them on a week-by-week basis, okay? So it's not like – because if you don't do it week-by-week, you know, you're talking about minimal changes. So I like to do it on a week-by-week basis. So I've got OU at one, Texas at two. They were three and four last week. At number three, a big jump for West Virginia, going from seven up to three. And that's because the Mountaineers didn't just win on Saturday. They beat up Kansas State 37 to 10. One week after a tough loss at Texas Tech, a running game with Letty Brown, excellent. Defense, outstanding. Passing game is putting it together. If the passing game keeps improving under Jared Dagey, then this West Virginia team is going to make some serious noise down the home stretch of the season. That, that's, that's really how I feel about these Mountaineers over the next uh, couple of weeks. And we are going to learn so much about this team on Saturday against Texas. I I can't wait for that game. It's an early kickoff. I I am going to be locked and loaded for Texas, West Virginia. And I was at that game two years ago. 
Got a bunny down in Austin. Bunch of us went down for the weekend. It was my first time being at a Texas game. And that was, it was a great finish. If you recall that game, Texas won it on a last second heave by Will Greer. It was just a, a fantastic, fantastic game. And it feels like a lifetime ago, thanks to COVID, but it was just a great time. And you know what? I think we're going to have a really good game on Saturday. Really good game on Saturday between those two teams. At number four, I've got Oklahoma State bumping them down from one. You know, they lost in overtime. They looked like the better team, but still they lost the game. I, I still keep them in the four spot, though. The defense is not to blame. Special teams had a blunder, giving up the kickoff return. The offense lost the ball four times. Three of them resulting with Texas having the ball deep in Oklahoma State territory. It's tough to win a game that way, even when you're home, even when you're playing as the better team. So the Pokes still control their own destiny to win uh, the Big 12, but the college football playoff, as we've talked about, uh, could very well be at a reach. And this is why, as much as I liked Oklahoma State and, and picked them before the year to play for a Big 12 title, I always thought the college football playoff was going to be long uh, a long shot because uh, Mike Gundy always drops that game where you look back and you say, really? That one? I, I just, I don't think Texas is... Is, is great. Now, they won the game, but I don't think they're, they're a really good team. I don't. At number five in this week's Big 12 Power Rankings, got the Iowa State Cyclones. And they took care of business on Saturday against Kansas. And while the final score looks ugly, uh, Iowa State fans probably were not thrilled with that pass protection for Brock Purdy. Some of the play calling by Tom Manning. I know fans are talking about that this week. That being said, this team has... A lot to look forward to. They still can play for a Big 12 title. They're very talented. So Iowa State is in a very good spot right now to still make a run at a Big 12 championship. Whatever the shortfalls are for this team, and it looks like pass protection is number one, they still, with a running back like Brees Hall, a quarterback in Brock Purdy, uh, some solid weapons at tight end, you'd like to see more depth at wide receiver, But you know what? They're in very, very good shape moving forward. At number six, the TCU Horn Frogs up from number eight last week. Hey, hey, Horn Frogs finally got a win, and they desperately needed it. They blew out, blew out Baylor. They were up 30-0 in that game. Now, they won it 33-23, so maybe a little concerning there, but it was all garbage time. They had to get back in the win column. Max Duggan opened things up in offense early in downs. The offensive line is looking better. It's a welcome sight for the uh, TCU faithful. And the defense gave Charlie Brewer lots of fits. So uh, TCU is is one of those teams that's, I just think about them and I think, geez, once again, uh, they're close. They're close. But, you know, we've said that for three years now, right? They lose to Iowa State by a field goal, lose to Kansas State by a touchdown. Uh, They beat Texas by a couple of points. The OU game was not close, but they're, they're close. Still, they're sitting there at two and three. So it looks like another mediocre season for TCU, but let's see uh, what the rest of the schedule looks like. Tech and KU are winnable games. At West Virginia versus Oklahoma State, is uh, those are two tricky ones. At number seven in the power rankings, Kansas State falling from one to seven. It's one thing to go on the road and lose. It's another thing to go on the road and lose in Morgantown. Tough road trip, tough place to play. It's another, another thing to go on the road to Morgantown as the number 16 team in the country and get blown out by 27 points. 
Uh, that is a totally different situation, and that's what K-State had to deal with uh, the other night. That was brutal, absolutely brutal in Morgantown. And you know what? Uh, that's why I had to drop them so far. It's not like they lost by a field goal, and I thought that game could have been a field goal either way. That's what I expected, but it wasn't. It wasn't, and TCU has got to pay the price in the um, in the power rankings this week. They do. Remember, these are week by week. That's how we do them. And they did not look like a top-tier team in the Big 12 last week. Didn't look close to a top-tier team in the Big 12 last week. No way, no how. At number eight, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. I bump them down from number five. They got a win last week, but then they just got demolished by the Sooners. I mean, holy smokes, that was ugly. Final score was 62-28. It could have been 90-28 if Lincoln Riley wanted. I mean, that's how brutal this was. It was ugly. Henry Columbia, quarterback, is not built to come back from, you know, double-digit deficits. That's not how he's built. That's not how the team is built under him with running the offense. By the way, I still don't really – I just don't get – I don't really understand what's going on right now in Lubbock. I like Matt Wells. I like the hire. But, you know, you're almost two years in. I guess COVID, maybe you give them a pass. But you've got a lot of big-time grad transfers from Power 5 programs and not a whole lot going on with that with them. It's just not. Number nine, the Baylor Bears. Concerns growing in Waco. Down 30-zip. Uh, the issues are on offense. I'm not clear what Larry Fedora's got going on there on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, we knew it would be a rebuilding year for, for Dave Aranda with Matt Rule leaving and a lot of key players leaving. But I'll tell you what, I just, it's worse than I thought. It's worse than I thought. I'll leave it at that. Um, I didn't think this team would be this disappointing this year, but it looks like uh, it is going to be that kind of a disappointing year. And at number 10, speaking of disappointments, uh, the Kansas Jayhawks. And here, here's how you know it's not going well at KU. They lose by 30 to Iowa State, but I come away thinking, you know, there are some things to build on there. When you lose a game by 30, and that's the takeaway, it's, it's, there's a long road ahead. Uh, there's a long road ahead. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. There are your Big 12 power rankings for this week. Coming up next, our picks for week nine in the Big 12, right here on heartlandcollegesports.com. Well, let's get to another busy week of Big 12 football with our picks and previews. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. And here we go with our picks against the spread for this weekend across the Big 12 Conference. Let's start off with West Virginia and Texas. And I'm going to roll with the Mountaineers plus seven in this game. I think that the Mountaineers obviously come in with a great defense, top five in the country. And when you are getting a touchdown with a top five defense in America and the best defense in the Big 12, I don't know how you don't take it. I know the Mountaineers are going on the road. I know they're coming off a big win, but they get a Texas team who plays up and down the competition, who is coming off the biggest win of the season that may have saved Tom Herman's job at Texas. We'll never know. But a lot of people believe it did. All right. So if I'm getting the Mountaineers with a touchdown and it's six and a half in some places, I would buy the half a point. If I'm getting a touchdown, I'm taking it 
and I'm running with it because the Mountaineers going up against a team that plays up and down in competition, Tom Herman is notorious for that. On top of that, the ultimate key for me here, too, is that um, West Virginia gets to the quarterback, right? They're second in the Big 12 in sacks this season, going up against a Texas team that has given up the second most sacks in the Big 12. Darius and Dante Stills, the studs on that line for the Mountaineers, are going to have a field day on Saturday. And I like where this West Virginia passing game is trending. They've got Letty Brown at running back, of course, but they are trending in a very positive direction when you look at what they are doing with the passing game as well. I'm not saying it's a lights-out passing game. It's not. But it's getting better every single week, and that is not something that should be overlooked going into a game of this magnitude. And it is a huge game, by the way. It's a huge game because the loser of this game is out of the Big 12 uh, championship conversation. The loser of this game is not going to make it to a Big 12 title. They're just not. They're not. But on the flip side, well, guess what? The winner is like, hey, we can make it. We are a dark horse. We can get this done. They are thinking that way as they should. So that's what's going on there. And I I like West Virginia. I like them getting the touchdown. And let's see how it plays out on Saturday. Next up, boy, where do we want to go from here? All right, let's do the Oklahoma KU game. Anytime you've got a game that's a 37-point spread, you're guessing. All right, that's the reality. You're guessing. I do know this. I bet against KU every single game this year. And I won every single one until last week. When they should have covered, by the way, they should have covered. Should have covered against Iowa State. They didn't cover. They didn't get it done. So I'm going back to the drawing board. I'm going with what got me to the dance, and that is Oklahoma minus 37. I, I hate the idea of giving up 37 points. But... KU is really bad, like really bad. And even if Oklahoma's playing backups, Lincoln Riley's going to let these guys uh, you know, run plays. KU's running defense is terrible, giving up over five yards per carry. So even if OU is putting in their third string running back, fourth string running back, they're going to be able to have a field day. This, this smells like a 49 to 7 game or something like that. I just, I look at the number and I say, geez, 37, am I really going to do it? But yes, I am. I am. It's what got me to the dance and I'm rolling with the Sooners minus 37 against KU on Saturday. Meantime, uh, let's go to K-State back home, taking on Oklahoma State. I'm going to take the Cowboys minus 12 and a half in this game. It's, it's bigger than I'd like, but here's what ultimately I think this game comes down to. First off, third downs. Kansas State has been a bend-but-don't-break team on both sides. Where they've struggled is third downs. They are ninth in the Big 12 in third down conversions. Oklahoma State is number one in the Big 12 on defense in third downs by a wide margin. They are allowing teams to convert on just 18% of their third downs. The second-best team in the Big 12 is OU at 31%. They are significantly better than anybody else in this conference at third down defense. They force you in the third and longs. And as much as I like the story for Kansas State, I believe what happened last week against West Virginia, Oklahoma State can duplicate this week with their strong defense. And by the way, Oklahoma State's got a better offense than West Virginia does. So that's why as much as, you know, it's an enticing number, I can't do it. Based on where these two teams are trending, 
I've got the Oklahoma State defense, the second best in the Big 12, going up against a true freshman quarterback in Will Howard. I can't not go with the Cowboys here, especially coming off a loss, trying to bounce back in a big way. I'm going with the Cowboys minus 12 and a half as they go to Manhattan this weekend. Then we've got Iowa State taking on Baylor. And I am going to roll with the Cyclones minus 14 points here in this game. Baylor has been really bad. And here are some of the reasons I'm taking the Cyclones to cover the two touchdowns. First off, Baylor is last in the Big 12 in rushing offense at under three yards per carry. Meantime, Iowa State's got the third best rushing defense. So Baylor's getting nowhere on the ground in this game. Then you look at the fact that Baylor doesn't really have a very good passing offense either. Charlie Brewer's been running for his life. The offensive line has been a mess. And you've got the Iowa State defense that has been more susceptible to the passing game than the running game this year. Iowa State's pass defense ranks seventh in the Big 12 in efficiency. But the Baylor offense, uh, the passing game, has been awful. Second worst in the Big 12 in passing efficiency. So the offense is a mess for Baylor. Uh, Meantime, on the other side, what I see this coming down to is technically two things. But Baylor has not been able to stop the run all that well this year either. They're giving up over four yards per carry are the Baylor Bears. And think about the fact that, you know, this team hasn't even played some of the best teams in the Big 12, and they're giving up over 40 yards per carry. And that's by playing Kansas, West Virginia, Texas, and TCU. They haven't played Iowa State. They haven't played Oklahoma. They haven't played Oklahoma State. And they're in the bottom half of the Big 12 in rushing defense on a per-yardage basis. So I get Brees Hall and this Iowa State rushing game, which is tops in the Big 12, averaging 5.8 yards per carry against a bad rushing defense, how do I not take that? And how do I not take uh, the two-touchdown spread here when the Baylor offense has been nowhere to be found? The Iowa State front seven is going to eat the Baylor Bears offensive line for lunch. Uh, That is going to be ugly. So I'm going to go Iowa State minus 14 in that game. And then we've got Texas Tech and TCU. For me, uh, toughest game of the week here, but I am going to roll with the Red Raiders Getting nine, you know, if you want to buy it to 10, that's probably what I'll look into as well. But for sake of this conversation, let's say Texas Tech plus nine. And what this came down to for me is people probably don't know this, but Texas Tech is second best in the Big 12 in rushing yards per carry. Not per game, per carry, 4.6. Henry Columbia gives them a second option there. If they can stay in this game, they didn't last week against Oklahoma, but if they can just hang in this game, let Henry Columbia use his legs, pick up a couple of yards when you need it, they've got a chance here to hang in this game. TCU has the second worst rushing defense in the Big 12 on a yards per carry basis, giving up 4.6 yards a carry. So by that measure alone, that's what this game came down to for me. So I'm out of time, but I'm going with Texas Tech plus nine, West Virginia plus seven, OU minus 37, Oklahoma State minus 12 and a half, Iowa State minus 14, and Tech plus 9. There you go, guys. Have a great week. Enjoy the games. And when you're placing those bets, don't forget about our friends at mybookie.com with the promo code BIG12, BIG12, for a 100% sign-up bonus right now ahead of the games this weekend. And please leave us a rating and a review before you close out. We'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. If you leave us a rating and a review and send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks so much, guys. Love it. And we'll talk to you Sunday for our next podcast after the games.